hello. Welcome to episode 74 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, this will be probably be a very, you know, kind of deflating episode, frustrating episode, infuriating, all the angry, just, you know, um, soul-killing words that I can think of. Um, yeah, uh, basically, Kings got demolished by the Lakers without LeBron and AD, and it was a very, very hard watch. I'm sorry I subjected you to this, Paul. Yeah, I mean, it is how it is, of course, as always, but I mean, we, we come out with, like, was it, five-game winning streak, and all of a sudden we're going back downhill, just like it, it never happened, to be honest. It's, it just feels like the games that we played a few months ago, pretty much. Yeah. All right, let's just kind of quickly go through it. Um, I just – this is my whole summary. It's just – it was a bottom-of-the-barrel, uh, very pathetic game just from the Kings in terms of, like, just an energy and effort standpoint. Like, outside, of, outside of Barnes, who was actually very good but did kind of go kind of go silent towards, towards the second half, but, like, Holmes tried his best but just couldn't finish very well. But, like, Fox, Buddy, and Howie – were either silent, bad, or just, you know, just looked tired, like no energy out there. And, you know, the bench unit was able to kind of like, kind of able to, you know, give the Kings some life in the end of the first quarter. But after that, like as soon as it's not even, well, actually they kind of started to falter like before the starters check back in, but like you just notice as soon as the starters like come back in, like the lead just starts to balloon. Yeah, it's like every time I see the starters come back in, it's like nothing productive is happening. We, I know we're trying, yet nothing falls for us. Our defense is god awful, and like we couldn't get any or barely any rebounds, like especially during the first half where you know the lead just kept on growing. Yeah, and. It was it was just frustrating. That that's the kind of effort stuff I'm talking about. Like rebounding for the most part, like there's stuff you can do, but it's mostly just you know the hustle and heart. And when you just see the Kings just cannot get rebounds, like it's not it's not going to go well. Like granted, like you know they're playing small and Lakers are a big team. Marcus all the big guy, but but you know it's not like they're that big. <laughs> Let's be honest. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Kuzma's their four or Marky Morris, wh- whoever you want to call their four. But like, yeah, they just got outworked on rebounds. And like you just notice, like, you know, when the when the Lakers have a long rebound, it just magically finds its way to to like one of their players because the, the guys are in position and, you know, the guys will like, you know, tap the ball out to, to the right guy. You know, of course, there's some bad luck involved, but like it was it, it really kind of exemplifies kind of the effort of from the difference in effort from both teams yeah for sure um i mean really all i could really say from this game is dewan played really well i like uh, what i'm seeing from him um i like how uh his uh judgment and whether he should you know score himself or you know pass it out to the open man even though you know when he does pass it to the open man, they miss as well. But his judgment and uh, game today was really good, in my opinion. And, you know, he hit a lot of good frees that 
tr uh, you know, kept tried to keep us up. But yeah, overall, I'm, I'm lucky what I see from Devon. Yeah, he basically brings everything offensively that Core used to bring, but like a lot more. And defensively, like I honestly don't see a difference between him and Corey. Like he's uh -huh. just as effective as Corey, even though you know we're not going to put him on bigger guys. But like, you know, De Delon is really good, and I and this is kind of my next, I guess, evolution for Fox because Fox did not have a good game. Like he was, he shot I think five for twenty this game and only had two free throws, or he only made two free throws. Yeah, mm -hmm. five for twenty for for twelve points. It was basically his most awful game of the season. And yeah, uh, in a game like this where his offense just isn't going because the the Lakers are just a more physical, a very physical team with him, and like Kings just could not buy fouls. And you know, Fox was like a huge culprit of that. Just could not buy a foul, could not buy a bucket. So like in that case, like he needs to just try and lock in on defense. Try to just, like, set that example there. Like, get everyone going on defense because, like, you know, he's he was not contributing all that much for most of the game. He did have a, a, quite a few nice assists, but that was about it. Like, just, you know, play defense. And also, like, one thing I just noticing, like, I'm really keying in on now for, with him on defense is off-ball defense. He gets caught in no man's land way too often, and... You know, the Kings were about to make a run, then all of a sudden, like, he's way off Caruso, and I think, I think, yeah, it was Holmes on Dennis Schroeder, and he's, like, n near, like, the midline, even though, like, Caruso's, like, way on the left wing, and he's not in position to really help on the Schroeder drive, and nor is he in position to guard Caruso, and guess what? Schroeder passes to Caruso, hits the open three, and that was one of the run killers. That really kind of deflated, like, you know, start at the end, beginning of the end for the Kings. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we somehow fix this for the next game. But, you know, the next game is going to be another tough game. Not like how we expected with, uh, you know, a LeBron list and AD list and uh, Lakers. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see how much we could take against uh, Milwaukee is the next game, correct? Yes, I am trying to think of a pun, but I cannot uh, come up with it. They're going to be a Giannis fool. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> I was going to try and come up with a pun. But yes, Gian uh, the Bucks do have Giannis. And guess what? They're also just as good as the Lakers. And that is another physical team that is uh, going to give the Kings some problems. So, yeah, and I want to talk a little bit about this. Like, you know, credit to Jason Jones, credit to Kenny Carraway. They always talk about this. Kings are just not good against physicality. Like, the Lakers have big guys that are constantly in the paint. And, like, they got all up, like, you know, in, in Fox. And they just – the Kings need to find a way as a collective unit to be able to just play through that. You know, they, they got a lot of no calls. But, like, sometimes you just got to have that, you know, the, the fuck you mentality and just say, you know what, ref, you're not going to give me the foul? Well, I'm just going to barrel this guy over. <laughs> I'm just gonna barrel this guy over. I'm just gonna make him my bitch. Like, just you gotta be able to play through contact. Is what I'm trying to say. Like, you gotta play with a level of aggression where you're just not like say like you know playing like to draw the foul because like that's that was the like one of the other things that really bothered me about the game. Like, there were a lot of no calls and you could clearly tell like it really bothered the Kings and that's they gotta find a way to play through that. Yeah, well, we'll have to see what Hook says, because if we've, 
I mean, as we've seen before, no one's going to be able to speak up. And, you know, this is going to happen over and over and over again until, you know, the season ends pretty much. I got to say, I don't, I don't think we need that kind of switch that uh, turns us back on. But as of right now, I I don't know if we have that kind of switch. Like the, I guess the real question is, do we have enough talent to be able to do that? And honestly, looking at it now, like, don't get me wrong, the bench unit has been a revelation. I don't think we got enough talent to be really be able to do that, unless Fox is going to somehow turn another gear. And, like, that's just putting so much on one guy. And Halliburton's a rookie, but he's just not that kind of player. Like, me... Like, me and you were watching at the same time. I was just all over Buddy about some of his shots. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the pull-up threes, like, with a guy in your face. Like, he's, he's just not that guy. And he's not going to make those shots very often. And, you know, home that's not Holmes. Barnes is, like, the, the guy you would hope to be able to do that more often. But, like, that doesn't – it just doesn't seem to be part of his game to be constantly aggressive. And, again, Fox didn't have it tonight. So, like, if Fox doesn't have it – the rest of the team really doesn't have it and the bench unit can do you will have to see what the bench unit can do when like can they keep this up and like can they also like you know find a game where fox is on you know and uh we shall see Uh, i do want to talk about the king's three-point defense it's it's just terrible like i I don't know. Well, I can ha- I have an idea what the root issue is. It's the on-ball defense. We just give up like triple penetration way too easily, and it just leads to open threes. But there are just so many moments where the defensive communication just isn't there, and like guys will just run around and just be open for three for no reason. Somebody's got to take like charge of that. I I I want it to be Fox, like, but Fox can't do everything. I guess it's got to be Halliburton on that end, like, since he is kind of the free safety of the team, like, most of the time, like, trying to be that center fielder. Somebody's got to bring it on that end, and I just, I don't know who it, who it is. I want it to be Fox, but, again, he, he's already carrying the offensive load most games. Not this game, but for most games. So, like, I, I don't know. I don't know who's going to fix this, and I don't know how you're going to fix this, but on-ball defense has got to be better, and com- defensive communications, like, to get out to open three-point shooters, got to be better. Yeah, well, we shall see. Okay, well, the Bucks game just ended, and the Kings lose 129 to 128, although it really should have been 125 because Terrence Davis hit a buzzer-beating three, but uh, the Kings were down four. Uh, so uh, let's quickly go through the game. Uh, my summary of the game, it's game exemplifies a lot of the good and a lot of the bad with the Kings. Like, it's actually not too different from what they do usually. They, they get buckets in, in bunches, and then they give up like a run on the other end because they can't get consistent stops. And it basically just kept happening over and over again. In the third quarter, in the fourth quarter, a little bit in the first and second, but like it was very like just it was very apparent like that's how the Kings just roll. They get they go on a run and then give up a run to the Bucks. Yeah, and I gotta say the Bucks really utilized Brook Lopez to their maximum advantage. And I couldn't imagine uh if, you know, Giannis wasn't here and I wasn't sure if you mentioned, but Giannis was out for this game and you know <laughs> Him, him and Brooke 
would have done a lot more damage than uh, uh, this game uh, would have uh, portrayed. Well, they didn't even need Giannis because guess what? Bobby Portis is also 6'11 and can score over the little dudes of the uh, Kings, especially in a case where like it's like Rashawn does an okay job for the most part, but like, you know, he gets scored over by Brooke Lopez every now and then. And then, you know, Bobby Portis comes in and there's just nothing like Barnes can really do against it. Barnes can push him off of his spots, but like, you know, Bobby Portis will just, you know, back him down and then shoot over him because we're just so small. And like, you know, Rashawn Holmes like ends up also has to cover like you know just about everyone on the perimeter because they just get blown by so easily. And you know when he helps the like the weak side rotation is just too slow. Not that it really mattered because Brook is just that much taller than really anyone else on the court. So like he's just you know he got easy easy buckets. <sighs> yeah, like there was so many possessions where Brook would be in the paint and all you had to do is just lob the pass over our defender and Brooke would just simply just lay it in. It was that easy for the Bucks. Uh, other than that, like Drew also had a great game against us, uh season high of thirty three. And uh we're just lucky that, you know, Chris Milton didn't go off on us again because you have mentioned while we were watching the game that he averaged ridiculous numbers let's just say so here are the numbers 29 points uh 29 points 10 rebounds six assists on 56 percent shooting and 53 percent from three now he did not play well this game but in the fourth quarter he woke up and got you know crucial buckets basically i think he got he got seven free throws this game i felt like he got at least like five or six just this quarter in the fourth quarter and he ended up being four for 16 but it felt like he was like four for four like at the end of the game yeah we got a little lucky there but you know overall our offense uh still kept up i i gotta say especially in the fourth quarter we uh got back and there was that you know little pocket of time where we actually got was it five straight stops a little more than that and uh yeah we we try to keep up it's just that you know things happened and uh we just let go of the lead yeah like that's kind of the issue with the kings for the most part like again the offense as i have said it's you know top 10 i think it's still top 10 but the defense is the worst in NBA history. Now, of course, there's some noise in that stat, but like we're bad on defense, and like we didn't we didn't really struggle to score this game for the most part. Like you know, Fox got back to his usual, you know, his usual scoring punch, 27 points, and Terrence Davis. We gotta talk about this guy. Terrence Davis got buckets this game. Like getting buckets is not the issue. It's it's the defense. You give up 129 points to to the Bucks. But you score 128. Like Kings got to somehow find a way to shore up their defense, and I think it's it's the starters because the bench unit. I have a note here. Like as soon as the bench unit checked in a, in the first quarter, you could easily see like how everyone's so much more connected. Everyone moves on a string together. They help each other out. They rotate. Like that's the that's what we need from the starters. But for some reason, it's just not there. Yep, we're just going to have to let this loss go as usual and, you know, hope for the next game, which I believe is Monday, I think. And I believe is against the Timberwolves. 
Yes, you are correct. So I I feel like we we got this in the bag, right? What do you think? Um, no, Kings never have anything in the bag. And like knowing <laughs> the Kings, they're gonna think this game is gonna be easy, and they're gonna take it easy. Yeah, guess what? Like they're well, they're not really like getting that healthy, but like Carl Anthony Towns is back, Anthony Edwards is balling. I don't know what's up with D'Angelo Russell, but D'Angelo Russell plays the game. Like that's a lot of offense, and I don't know if the Kings can you know. Kings can probably keep up with them, but like, I don't know. The defense is so bad that it's such a toss-up with these kinds of games. <sighs> well, we shall see. As long as we keep up our consistent offense like we were this game, and, you know, hopefully play some sort of defense, I I, I feel like we'll, we'll uh, take over some point, I hope. <laughs> I do want to go over the ultra-small lineup that the Kings play to actually end the game. So to kind of counteract the Brook Lopez size advantage, we ended up going even smaller, which was interesting. Like, D- Terrence Davis was the four, basically, and Barnes at the five. Like, I think Terrence Davis is like a good 6-4, like, is now playing the power forward spot. That was pretty interesting. And, yeah, they were finally able to kind of play Brooke Lopez off the floor with that lineup. That's how we actually made our run, like, towards the end of the game. I think we went on a 14-0 and run towards the end of the—towards uh, the, uh, like, the latter half of the fourth quarter. And we actually managed to tie it with two minutes to go, but uh, we couldn't—we ended up not getting a rebound after, I think, a Drew floater. And Drew ends up getting Buddy on him. And basically gets an and one bank shot on Buddy that which basically was the beginning of the end for the Kings. And, you know, he like I love Drew. I love Drew Holiday. He reminds me a lot of Barnes in that he has so many like tricks and old man moves that it's so tricky to guard him. And he came through for them this game. Yeah, he definitely did. And uh, now that you mentioned about rebounding, yeah, I feel like we need to hustle more on the rebound because for most of the game, like we just gave up so many rebounds and so many second chance points that to a point where, yeah, they it really helped them uh, gain that lead as well. So kind of the same uh, story with the Spurs game. I didn't really take a look at the Lakers um, box score, but like we actually had the same amount of offensive rebounds, which is interesting, but they have way more defensive rebounds. And the difference there is Dante DiVincenzo. Guy has 14 rebounds, 11 defensive rebounds, and three offensive rebounds. The guards have to somehow get in there for the for these rebounds. It cannot just be Rashawn and you know uh, Barnes. To, to grab the rebounds just because Barnes is just too small to go up against like, you know, all these guys, they need help from the guards and the guards just need to crash the rebound, crash the defensive rebound because it's, you can't just have a uh, bar or Holmes in there grabbing all the rebounds. He got nine this game, but you know, he, he needs help down there. Yeah. You have mentioned that Fox should, you know, how easy you know try for the rebound or even like try going for that off ball defense. And, you know, Fox is trying to do everything, of course, on the offensive side. So, yeah, we'll we'll have to see how much uh, this team can improve for the well, you know last stretch of the season. But uh, again, with the Fox thing, like I, I get it, he has to do everything on offense. But now that you have uh, Delon Wright to kind of run the offense a little bit, like maybe you can devolve, like you know, um, not decentralize, but like delegate some of the duties to Delon 
to run the offense a little bit more and you know have have like you know the the just run Luke Walton's offense as opposed to just screen high pick and roll with De'Aaron to create something have Halliburton you know do his uh little you know his little pick and roll he ended up getting 11 assists this game which is I think a career high for him and yeah like just have other guys like try and take care of the offense and Fox just kind of take over at the end on offense but like you know have Fox needs to lock in on defense more because like some of that off-ball defense is very much atrocious yeah for sure like I said we'll have to see because yeah he's trying his best out there and I, we've seen his uh, defensive side a lot of times in the beginning of the season, and we know that he's a great defender. It's just, you know, the attempt to even, uh, you know, defend whoever has the ball on hand. Like, that's the thing. He can be a great on-ball defender. Like, we've seen it. We've seen him, like, you know, being able to kind of, like, lock down Kyrie Irving for possessions. But, like, it's not consistent, and he just needs to present that, uh, what's called, set the example on that side. Because he's the example setter on the offensive end, and guess what? They're a very good offense because of it. And I think he just needs to kind of, like, you know, shift a little bit of his energy to the defensive side. Because he can be that playmaker. And one of the most refreshing things about, like, you know, this new bench is Terrence Davis get out there getting deflections, getting steals. Mo Harkless has his hands everywhere. And, like, Tyrese is getting back to his ways of getting in the passing lanes and stuff. Like, I want to see Fox make more plays on, on that end. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of Terrence Davis, you know, we got to shout out Terrence Davis. 27 points, 7 for 10 from 3, 10 for 14 from the field. He had himself a game, and it's unfortunate this came at a loss, but I, I mean, I was mentioning it to you when we were watching. This man is not afraid to shoot. And, yeah, he definitely wasn't afraid. <laughs> he has made some tough threes during this game, and my gosh, he... He made them, and those were really clutch frees for us to try to gain that uh, lead. But, you know, just didn't work out the way we wanted, I guess. Yeah, and he's the he's the team's best on-ball defender at this point. Like he, <laughs> He's the only guy that gets up into the guy and, like, actually looks like he bothers people. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, we had him on Chris Middleton for a few stretches, and, like, he did a, he did a pretty decent job, like— you know, he's a defensive disruptor, and, you know, I hope that the Kings find a way to keep him. Ooh. Yeah, we shall see. I mean, I, I definitely would love to keep him. Yeah, and, of course, shouting out just Chris Middleton for, you know, getting those crucial buckets to build up that cushion. That, like, just let the Bucks be able to survive the, you know, the late-game run that the Kings went on. And, of course, Drew Holiday kind of closed it out. And yeah, it just shows you like, you know, even the Bucks without Giannis is still a very good team and they had they had just enough to beat the Kings. Oh yeah. And yeah, uh, the Kings will just need to fix their defense somehow because it, it doesn't matter if you can score in bunches like the Kings do when you just cannot get stops and cannot get rebounds. Like that's the issue with playing small right now. You just can't get the rebounds enough. And again, I've said I've said it. Kings need to find a way to, you know, like have the guards like Fox and Buddy crash for the defensive rebound. Like B Buddy crashes for the offensive rebound. I wish he could put some of that effort into boxing out and getting the defensive rebound instead. 
like just to put yourself in position to you know to win and you know we shall see what the kings do with that and uh yeah next game will be an easier team quote unquote they are a timberwolves are a terrible 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 defense you'll just have to find a way to outscore them and let's hope that you can put put those things together and just take care of this wolves team oh yeah i guess before we go uh we did did we mention that uh you know Daquan Jeffries got waived. I was just going to move on to that, but before we actually move on to that, Timberwolves have 12 wins. Like, like, like they're not a good team. Come on, come on, Kings. Do not underestimate them. You got to beat this team, please. Uh, oh, yeah. Anyways, so, moving yeah. on to Daquan. Uh, yes, Daquan was waived uh, today, and it, I mean, I'm just I'm just sad that he was waived. Like, I thought he was he could have been you know, like a rotational player. He showed himself to be a decent rotation player when he did play. Like, he wasn't great by any means. But he mm-hmm. was, you know, he did, like, make plays. And he, you know, he is kind of like Terrence Davis in a way. Terrence Davis got a better version of him right now. But, like, it doesn't hurt to have a guy like this on your team. I'm t- I'm not a fan of this move. Yeah, it's too bad. And to be honest, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but we haven't seen him play since I'm going to say before all-star break. Yeah. He was just kind of like strangely cut out of the rotation for some reason. So hopefully he finds another team that would sign him and, you know, wish him the best because he was, he was great uh, in the beginning of the season for us. Yeah, and, you know, like, yeah, I, I mean, I liked him when he was on the court. He seems like a nice guy, and, yeah, it's, uh, hopefully he finds another spot, maybe, like, in Toronto or in Houston or something. Like, I think he's a good player, and hopefully, you know, I, I am, I think when you get waived, you do end up getting paid your entire contract, so, you know, hopefully that is the case, and he got paid, and, yeah, it's sad to see, but, like, if he block, if he goes to another team, like, say, say Orlando, Houston, or, um, Toronto, where he gets a chance to play, and he flourishes. Man, that's a that's a real indictment on the front office and on the uh, coaching staff. Yeah, I mean, eh, so far I don't think it has happened to us before, not to my knowledge. I hope, but we shall see. The I mean, the only player I could think of that could potentially you know forge more is harry giles but so far i haven't heard much from that you mentioned harry giles someone was complaining about him online oh really on King's twitter and i'm just like he's not doing anything in portland what are you talking about <laughs> like sure I, I get it like letting him go in the first place was really stupid but there's it's weird at that you know Portland like is is kind of calling for big men right now, and he's in. I think he's in the rotation, but he's not really doing anything, to my knowledge. And mm-hmm. of course, I don't watch Portland, but like, you know, he's not really like making. He's not like you know, ter- like burning the world down over there. And mm-hmm. you know, I get it. Like, I, I again, I liked Harry Giles. I liked Daquan Jeffries. I hope these guys just you know are able to go somewhere and flourish. And it's unfortunate we had to let them go, but you know. Let's not kid ourselves. These guys were on the bench for a reason. And, you know, yep. and like maybe it is an indictment on Luke. I, 
I mean, like, I think Harry would have fit in great on this team right now, especially with, like, this offense. Like, you can have him in the high post, and he can, you know, facilitate there, but it just never found that role for some reason. Yep, it's just too bad. That's all I could say. Yeah, I hope again, hopefully Daquan finds another home, and hopefully he keeps playing NBA basketball. He's a good player. I really liked him when he when he did play. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I hope we keep like uh, Justin James and Kyle Guy around because, again, I really like those guys. And I think those guys can be like, you know, your third backup, your third backup point guard. Like, you know, you have a, you have a backup for De'Aaron and then a backup after that. And that guy can be Kyle Guy. And then Justin James can be, you know, played in like a hopefully like he gets better and like can become kind of an Andre Robertson type. But, you know, that's a that's a tall that's a tall ask. Well, we shall see because uh, and we don't know how know what we're gonna do with them. Uh, I, I'm hoping we'll keep at least one of them. Yeah, and again, I really like those guys, and and you know, Justin James did flash like some very good to, like basketball like instinct, and I want to see more of that. Okay, well that went on a little bit longer than I thought we were going to. Uh, so yeah, uh, we'll be coming back on Monday after the Timberwolves game. Or actually, let me check the schedule really quickly. Uh, so yes, Monday, and then we don't play again until Thursday. So yes, we will be coming out with an episode probably Tuesday, uh, just after after we have some time to go over the uh, the Minnesota game. Yep. Let's see. What time is the Minnesota game? So it's at four, actually. So I might oh, miss I might miss the first quarter, and actually, I'll just come out with an episode like just that day. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. All right. We'll see you guys later.